Welcome to the No Like Trust Podcast for Real Estate Professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Welcome, welcome to the No Like Trust podcast and show. I am one of your hosts. I'm Christine George. And I'm Betty Russo. Welcome. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited today. I'm really, really excited for our show today because um, we have with us my friend and former Remax colleague, Valerie Garcia. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, author, content creator, storyteller. Welcome, Val. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. I am I'm really pumped because um, we talk a lot about storytelling and there's no one who's more qualified to talk about storytelling than you, Val. So um, we're going to get into it before we do get into it. I just want to remind anybody who's watching um, to give us a like, um, give us a comment, tell us where you're coming from, where you're tuning in from. And if you're watching the replay definitely let us know. And um, of course, share it with all of your friends too. Um, Okay. So I'm going to dig right in Val. Um, I want to just kick it off by asking you, what is storytelling um, in your mind and why is it important? Well, I mean, I think it's a good question because it's a word that I think in the last couple of years, it's just been just thrown around everywhere. All of a sudden, it feels like everyone's talking about storytelling. Um, And I think, you know, we all had kind of an initial introduction to stories as kids. Uh, When we think storytelling, sometimes we kind of go all the way back to like being read bedtime stories. Or, you know, for me, I went to summer camp every summer. So it was that whole like story time around the campfire. Um, So I think a lot of times when people think about storytelling, they think it's these made up fairy tales or it's, you know, something that's sort of childish. Um, But really story is the fastest way to connect between two people. Story is really human connection. And one of my favorite quotes, Brene Brown, she always says, we are wired for connection. Um, And it's so true. Like we are created to connect with other people, even the introverts of us are um, are wired to connect with others. And story really is that shortest link. When you tell a story, you get people that go, oh, me too, or I get that, or I feel that too, or I've had that same experience. And so for me, storytelling has just really become this, this way to connect with other people, whether it's through marketing or education or relationships or friendships. Um, storytelling really is just critical to the way we are as humans. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and for what it's worth, I love that Brene Brown quote. She's one of my favorite. Um, she, uh, I don't know. I feel like she's a mentor. Like I, I just, everything she that comes out of her mouth, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, essentially what she's doing when she's, um, you know, teaching us through her, her research is telling stories to us. Right. And she's connecting. Um, and that's why I think she resonates so much. Uh, so yeah, I, I completely agree. We have to sort of get out of that mindset of this is like a childish thing we do for our kids or our nieces and nephews or, or, or our students or whatever. 
Um, but you know, it's a skill, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely, it doesn't come naturally to most of us. So when you think about storytelling and you're a great storyteller, I mean, your writing is amazing. Um, what are the components of telling a great story? Well, before I answer that, let me just kind of go back a little bit to why I sort of embrace storytelling in the first place. I, um, I have a marketing background. So, you know, early in my career, it was all about how do we market? And I mean, when I started in marketing, it was like we were pasting ads in the, you know, layout for the newspaper. Um, We only had so many words back then. So you could only fit so many characters. And, you know, it was all about what could you say in the shortest amount of time? And um, marketing kind of back then was really all talking about me, me, me. It's just like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I offer. This is the product or service that you should hire me for. Um, and I just found it exhausting. Like, And then we rolled into social media and that really became a lot of me, me, me. Look at me. I win this award. I did this thing. And I just wasn't good at it. I didn't love it. And to teach other people to do that never really felt good. Um, and that was my role was to teach people to, you know, sort of do that. Um, and so I had a pretty big light bulb moment about a decade ago where I realized that, you know, I needed to shift my mindset from marketing is talking about me to telling a story, you know, like really good marketing is telling your audience with me or my help or my product, you're going to, your life is going to be happier or better or safer or yummier or uh, more fun. Um, You know, and we get that from so many voices and people and places every day. We're bombarded. I I think I read a stat the other day that we're bombarded with about 5,000 marketing messages a day. Um, And that's a lot of noise. Um, And so I really had this moment where I realized like I can sit here and do this kind of like uncomfortable talk about me and what I do and I can teach other people to do that. Or we can tell the story of like why your life would be better, happier, safer, safer, yummier, Um, you know, and, um, and that just kind of really felt so much better. Um, And so really where I began, like the, the most, the easiest way to learn to tell a story, if you don't feel like it comes naturally is just to ask questions, you know, ask, what have you learned? Or what do you need? Or how do you feel? Or how does that make you feel? Um, I think sometimes we we think that our storytelling always has to be about us. And that feels like that pressure again of like, what do I have to offer? But so often storytelling is just amplifying the the stories around us and bringing those into the light. Um, So I love asking questions. And plus it takes the pressure off of me to always come up with something because then I can say, (laughs) you know, Betty, you said this, you know, you told me this. And before we started today, I asked Betty, what's, what have you learned in the last 24 episodes of this podcast? Did. And her answer was awesome. Her answer was, I've learned that, you know, we all have similar experiences, but we all see them differently. Um, and I think that's such a great lesson. So now I know a little bit more about her, but I also know a little bit more about the podcast. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. So the components of a good story, what do you, what do you, what can you share with us Val? What, 
Well, you know, when you're writing a story, if you ever take a storytelling, proper storytelling or writing class, they will tell you that, you know, your stories always need to have characters. They need to have a hero and a villain, a beginning, a middle and an end, um, something that the hero needs to overcome. Um, you know, really good stories have things like pain and risk and humor and um, intent. But when it comes to telling stories in our businesses, really, I always tell people you only need five words. And those words are what, so what, and now what? Ooh. Yeah. Um, and that's a really good story. If you tell people what is happening or what you do or what they should know, and then you follow it up with, why they should care. So what, what should you, you know, why should you listen to this or pay attention or hire me? And then the last part is now what, what do you do with it? You know, how should you use this information or put it into practice? What's your next step? If you can include what, so what, now what in your story, you will be instantly a better storyteller and marketer. I think the problem or the challenge that most of us have is, is that we've been taught to just say what I'm this hire me for this, do this. Um, but we don't tell them why. We don't tell them why they should care. The so what is so important to a good story. It's like if we watched a movie and it was like, hey, here are your characters, nothing happens. And then at the end, they live happily ever after, like boring. Um, and we do that so often in social media, like, hey, pay attention to this. And that's it. No, so what? No, now what? Just, hey, look at this. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like the difference between vanilla and chocolate, right? For me anyways, it's like, so what's vanilla? It's chocolate. Like that makes a big difference. Me too. Chocolate all the way. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that we have in common. Val, I find it really interesting what you just said, because, you know, Christine, I think even before, before you came into the green room, we were having a conversation And I was telling Val that I recently started adding storytelling into my social media marketing and I'm really enjoying it. But now I really need to look back and see if I have those components in my story. I think I am off to a pretty good start. But for me, the storytelling in in my social media uh, marketing is relatively new. So I know that there's a lot of work that I can do on it. So now I definitely want to track back and see um, and see if I'm following your lead for sure. If not, I must, um, because that that's, those are such great tips. I mean, such great tips. It doesn't always have to be this grand, big moral of the story. Like the, so what now, what doesn't always need to be. And then this, it could be simply a call to action. Like call me to learn more or let's chat or let's have coffee. Or if you want to talk more about this, like sometimes it can be a really professional story. The what, so what, now what could be, you know, I have a new listing and this is why it's amazing. And I love it. And you should come and see it. Like it doesn't need to be always a story as we think about it, but it does need to have those important components. Otherwise I'm left thinking, why should I care? And what should I do? Mm Mm-hmm. I love the ask questions too. That's that's so crucial in, in what we do. So how else do you think, Valerie, that real estate agents can, you know, use storytelling and and benefit from storytelling with their business and their clients? 
you know, there's a hundred ways, but some of my favorites are just remembering people, places, and things. Um, you know, I think so often we think we have to only talk about the service we provide or, you know, the reason why we should be hired. Um, but honestly, I most love t- hearing about the people that real estate agents engage with every day, you know, like the people who are making big life changes or having, you know, really amazing adventures in their life or having change or navigating change, um, or just people that they engage with every single day. Like maybe one of my favorite stories was, uh, a picture that one of my real estate friends posted of a, um, inspector who comes, you know, in full hazmat suit and crawls under the house. And like how he said, it's his favorite part of the job. And I was like, I would never want to crawl under a house. Um, but it was just, you know, like humans and humor are the two biggest pattern interrupts in marketing. We scroll constantly on our phone, right? And we are wired as humans to stop at human faces. And so, you know, if something makes us smile or feel something, or it has a human involved, it interrupts that pattern of all of the stuff we're being marketed to constantly. And so if we talk more about the people and places and things that we interact with, as opposed to just the houses and the service and the awards, um, those are the best stories. Those are the pattern interrupts that like, you just, you can't even pay for that kind of marketing. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. So Val, like you're hitting on a, a bunch of things. I'm like making notes. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of, a, of something Chelsea Pite said on the show a couple weeks ago, which was um, when you talked about we're wired, you know, to want to see human faces. She's like, if I open your Instagram profile and I don't see you there, that's a problem because mm-hmm. I want to see you. I want to see your face. So, mm-hmm. so many agents, I feel like are, you know, they don't, they're not comfortable and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just is what it is. Like it's, it's hard to get in front of the camera, you know, whether it's a video or a, or an image. And so you got to put yourself out there. Um, that's one way. Um, and then the other thing you were talking about, um, I feel like stories in my experience, when I tell a story, it's, I get the most engagement out of it when it evokes like some kind of a feeling, whether it's humor or, you know, um, empathy or I don't know, whatever it is, uh, And so I feel like stories have to evoke a feeling. Yes. So my question is, how important is your personality to storytelling? Well, that's a good question. Um, And this whole feeling thing sort of came to me in, in, from Simon Sinek, where he says, there's only two ways to change human behavior. You can inspire it or you can manipulate it right? Manipulation doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It could be a two for one coupon, Um, right? But inspiring is far harder, um, but more effective. And so the only way to change human behavior is you have to first get someone to feel something. Because if you can get someone to feel something, you can change the way they think. And if you change the way they think, you can change the way they act. And then ultimately you can change the way they act over time, which is behavior. And so everything in getting people to 
call you, refer to you, remember you, all starts with how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, personality comes into it a little bit because we want to genuinely and authentically make people feel. But I think sometimes we really get stuck in this, like, well, I'm not funny, so I can't tell humorous <laughs> stories, or I don't want to be vulnerable, or I, you know, like, I don't want to put my personal self out there. I don't want to tell personal stories, or I don't want to talk about my family. How do, you know, how can I do this? The reality is, is that there are so many stories around us. We can tell stories of the humans around us. And I think Chelsea's right. When I open social media, I want to see faces, but it doesn't always need to be my face. You know, like I love pictures of like, this is the guy who serves me my coffee in the Starbucks drive-thru every morning because he makes me smile and everybody like Fred is the best. Like, you know, like those things, um, those human moments are stories. So I, I think your personality doesn't have to be what it's not in order for you to tell great stories. Like if your personality is I'm quiet and introspective and I love dogs. Great. Show me more dog faces. Show Mm -hmm. me what it feels like to walk your dog in the morning and why you choose the route that you do. Or, you know, if your uh, personality is, is I just like, I'm so into this really random hobby, like go all in because people who are also into that random hobby are going to be like, yes, I have found my person. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes when we think about storytelling, we think I just have to change who I am and I have to be like that. No, yeah. like lean into who you are. That's when they're the best. Yeah. Yes. Lynn always says that, right? <laughs> she says, lean into who you are, you know, and, and, and who you're not like, um, it's so some of my favorite Val stories are your, when you're making jam with your grandmother, mm-hmm. like, when you share the stories of your grandmother making pie, like the rhubarb, star, strawberry rhubarb pie, like that still comes to mind, right? <laughs> um, and then there was one time where you guys were making muffins and I was I was like, you need to send me that recipe. Um, you can almost great- smell it, right? You can yes! almost smell it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like I could almost smell it and I could taste it, you know? And it's just the way you describe the, it's not even the way you describe the food, it's the way you describe the experience of creating that food Mm. and what that means to you. Well, it it makes me feel like I know you, like I'm, we've never even lived in the same town. You know what I mean? So yes, we know each other, we work together, but for the most part, it's been virtual, but Mm. I feel like I know you because of the the way that you tell stories, you may, you draw me in. Um, you had a neighbor not too long ago who was in, um, I want to say the ambulance came and you, you brought the spouse to the hospital. Miss Lenora. <laughs> Can you tell that story? Oh, just, you know, I live on this street where I'm the, probably the youngest by 20 years easily. I, I always joke that I'm in an over 55 community, but I, um, I'm not over 55, but it's, I've just sort of become the, the mother hen for all my old lady neighbors. And, um, oh, just, you know, the other night there was an ambulance outside at 11 PM. So of course I'm going to go and see what's going on. And Miss Lenora's husband, Bob had taken a fall and was being taken to the hospital, but 
Miss Lenora doesn't drive at night and they weren't going to put her in the ambulance with him. So I, uh, you know, I drove her to the hospital and sat with her in the evening. And um, yeah, I mean, these are just, they're not, these aren't, you know, these don't have to be hero moments. I'm not definitely don't want people to feel like they have to be talking about, you know, amazing things that they do for others. I just think it's human moments. Like my, my, so what now what in that story was just like, yeah, like people are scared and it's, you don't want to be alone. And it's just really important that we make sure that when people are scared that they don't have to be alone, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Well, you're looking at your life, you know, as content and you're it, not purposefully like, okay, what's happening in my life today? And let me make some content out of that. But it's just natural it's natural. And that's how people get to know who you are. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's how you build the no like trust factor, right? Authenticity all the way. (laughs) So Valerie, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, examples of different stories, how authenticity is important. Um, you know, the, the what, so what, and now what, um, for people who, you know, this is like brand spanking new, uh, how, like, what advice would you get, give them to, to just begin? Like, how do they know where to even begin? Well, I would say the next time, maybe the easiest way to start is, you know, the next time you feel like I really have to put something out into the world and I have to market myself, you know, I have to talk about my new listing or, you know, what I do for, for a living, whatever it is. Um, think about the last time that you felt something about what you do for a living, you know, think about the last time that made you feel happy or challenged or last time you had a struggle or the last time you had a win. Um, and then think about the, what that taught you or what that made you realize about the work that you do, you know? So like, you know, Betty said, Hey, I've learned this from our guests. So, you know, like instead of having to talk about herself, she can say like, Hey, we had this guest today on the podcast and she said this, and it made me think of the reason why I started doing this. And this is what I really love about what I do. And I would love to help you. And that is a what, so what, now what? That isn't, look at me, I'm great. It's this person taught me something. So I just always think, you know, think about how, what makes you feel. And if it makes you feel something, chances are pretty good. It's going to resonate with somebody else. Um, So just look at what makes you laugh or what makes you scream. (laughs) Um, And look at what you've learned from that emotion and tell that story. And it doesn't always have to be emotional in terms of like, let me tell you about this really bad day that I just had. It could be, you know, like, Hey, I just had a moment today where somebody did something kind and it just really made me smile. And I appreciate that those people are in my life. I think storytelling can be really small and simple and still impactful without you feeling like you have to be just you know, spilling your insides out all over all the time. I have a question for you, Valerie, um, that that just popped up. So in the example of your neighbor, mm. what we, I, we know what the what is, what would be the so what? And now what? What would be the now what? Yeah, I mean, think for me in that in that moment, the, the so what was just, you know, like reach out to people around you, you know, um, recognize that 
people are scared and lonely right now. And Mm -hmm. we all have those moments to just kind of hold their hand through it. And that really was the now what as well. Um, All of my storytelling doesn't necessarily come back to what I do for a living. I, I mean, I always tell people like, you are not your title. Like we are not our jobs. Our jobs fund our lives. Our lives are not our work. Um, And I, I I want to always be careful to make sure that it not everything has to be about work, you know, like storytelling can just be, here's a little peek into who I am as a human. And, you know, like Christine said, like, that's going to help you understand who I am as a human. And, um, you know, people stop me at events all the time now and talk about my grams and we've never met. And, you know, but they have a feeling about me as a person because of stories about grams. And I would hope that at some point those feelings spill over into, hey, we'd really love to have her work with us. And that's kind of how it works, hopefully. So, so like the, the so what is kind of like the lesson or the, the why behind it? Yeah. Yeah. The, so what is kind of why you should care or why this felt mm-hmm. like something for me, why I had an emotional reaction to it or, you know, what it taught me. And the now what is, here's what I hope you do with this information. Here's how I, I hope it, it maybe changes you or touches mm-hmm. your heart or makes you smile. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> how is Graham's? Grams is good. Yeah, she is good. She is heading home from Texas in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, talked to her the other day and she said winter boyfriend had gone home. So she was thankful to have a couple of weeks to herself. <laughs> her boyfriends <laughs> for Grams. Yeah, she's a winter boyfriend and a summer boyfriend. And they're, um, oh. it's a whole I thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. So Val, I um I took this quote from your LinkedIn page. I want to read it because it really resonated with me. I believe that bravery and storytelling can change the way we do business, the way we communicate with our customers and make us happier people. I I I'd love that quote. Mm-hmm. Can you just expand on it a little bit? Tell me, like from your heart, what does that mean? Um well. Like 10 years ago, I was in a role, you know, where I was 10 years ago, I was in a corporate role and I, um, you know, I was responsible for being this like face of just like training and everybody kind of saw me as this persona. Um, And everybody made assumptions about who I was, but I never really told stories back then. I just sort of said, hey, you know, here's a great tool or a technology, or you should come to this class. And it was all really very clean when it comes to marketing. And one day I I got a message from one of our customers who said, I'd love to do lunch. And I didn't know this person. And I thought, okay. So we went to lunch and we sat down and, um, you know, she, she looked at me across the table and she said, um, I just, you know, my life is falling apart. Like my husband is having an affair and my world is falling down and my business is suffering and I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm making all the wrong choices. And I've been watching you on social media and you seem to have it all figured out. And so I wanted to go to lunch with you and figure out like, what are you doing right? And, um, you know, in that moment, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking like, 
everything in my life is going wrong. Like my job is struggling. My marriage was falling apart. Like everything in my world was falling apart at that time. And I had this moment where I realized like, I am not being a truth teller in my storytelling. Like I'm not telling the truth and I'm not going to be the best person for my customers if I don't figure out how to be a more truth-telling storyteller. And that didn't mean that I needed to start, you know, telling everyone all of the gory details of all of my struggles, but I needed to not be that person that has everything together. So people want to go to lunch and figure out what I'm doing right. Um, (laughs) And I mean, my life really changed from that point on. And I really believe that quote, I believe that if we're brave enough to tell real stories and be honest, we are better for our customers. It does make us happier people. And it does change lives through the work that we do. Um, Because it is really hard to try and be someone you're not 24 seven. It's a lot of work to do that. It's a lot of work. How does that even work? How do you struggle with marketing are most of the time just trying to like fake it. And I think you don't have to be, you don't have to be falling apart publicly, but you know, you can put your hand up and say, I don't have all the answers and I'm learning as I go. And what I found is that instead of pushing people away, it just brought more people closer. It brought so many more customers to me that said, you get it. You feel it. You understand, you know, it's real. Like help me with my business or help me get on stages or help me tell better stories. Um, And they knew that I could help them because I was honest, you know? Oh my God, Valerie. I just, what a pivotal moment for you that was. Like it gives me goose, it gives me goosebumps because it got you to where you are today. Like that customer, I'm not even sure who it was. Has does she have any or he have any idea what an impact they had on your life? No. No. I mean, in that moment, I was just sitting there thinking, God, you know, like I am not doing this right. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this right. And um yeah, everything changed from that point. Just my perspective on work and life and um, yeah, everything changed. I mean, it's it's equally hard to be honest and be yourself as it is to fake. It is. But it's a different you know kind what? of hard. It's a different kind. It's, it's liberating too. Like I remember, um, you know, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it'll be, it'll be two years in July, which is unbelievable. And I wanted to write about it. And, you know, I had a lot of people say to me, including my husband, like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, damn straight. Like, because once it's out of my body, you know, once I voice it and I put it on, you know, my blog, if I, once I start talking about it, like it's huge, it's an incredible way of healing. And then people like I had more people say to me like wow you're you're brave and also like you know I had those same feelings you know I and they tell me their stories mm-hmm. so yeah. and it, it is it's there's that connection that you talked about in the very beginning shortest link between two people is yeah. just you know being honest with your story and 
you'd be amazed how many people, I mean, Jen Hatmaker said that this week. She said, you know, like my story is old and boring. You know, this has not just happened to me. This has happened to everybody. Mm -hmm. And when you start telling your story, what you find is that nobody says, oh, you know, that's unusual. Everyone says, I get it. I've been there. I understand. I, I meet you there, you know, and, um, and that connection is just, it's so like, that's human. That's the best part of being a human is is that connection. I think when you're telling your story and other people start telling you theirs, you, I think, especially like Christine with you, if you're in a place of healing, it also helps you um, get to where you need to be by knowing and hearing that other people are going through something similar. And also, you know, knowing that you're not alone. It's, it's so powerful. 100% Betty. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't have to be like going back to like business related for those people that are listening to this and like, well, how does that apply to my business? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a story of like your life falling apart or, you know, a diagnosis. It can be like, this is something that happened in my work today and made me think about this. Um, you know, it could be, I'm really lonely working from home remotely. How are you coping with that? It could be, how do I connect with people that I only ever see on Zoom that I work with? It could be any kind of story that anybody who's listening to this thinks is theirs alone. Guarantee you are not alone. And the minute you share that story, other people are going to go, yes, that's me too. Let's talk. Let's, you know, I feel a certain way about you now um, that I didn't before. Yeah. And, and to, you know, you both said it, it's like everybody can get scared and feel alone and to know that you're not alone, you know, is it's very comforting no matter what the situation is. Yeah. So So this is a great lead in to my next question, Val. Can you finish this sentence for us, please? No, like trust is. No, like trust is a beautiful place to aim for. Think it's a beautiful place to aim for in every element of our lives, you know, with the people that we already know that we want to get to like and trust, and the people that we already like and we want to deepen trust. I think it's a beautiful place to aim for. I love it. And how about uh, one last piece of advice that you have for our audience? What would that be? Um, you know, I would think. My, my best piece of advice is just be yourself. Don't try and be who you're not. And I, that's so cliche. And I know we, everybody says that, but every single person listening to this has something really unique and special about them that makes them who they are. And, you know, I've got a sign on my wall that says the world needs who you were made to be. So, you know, don't try and be, don't try and be like me. Don't try and tell stories like me or, Betty or Christine, like just be you and tell your version and, you know, in your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always my best advice. That's great advice. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I know you agree, Christine. <laughs> I do love that advice. Okay. So I want to be respectful of your time, Valerie. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been incredible. 
Um, like, like I always say, you know, probably our best one ever. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I was like, every time we do a new podcast, we're like, that was the best one ever. We love them all. Um, but, but really, um, it was so wonderful talking to you and thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And we loved having you on. Thank you. I, I really appreciated having the conversation. Val, where can people find you? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm easy to find. My website's ValerieGarcia.com. Um, and I'm at Thousand Watt, so you can find us there at Thousand Watt One Zero 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 Watt dot net. Awesome, perfect. All righty. So, for those of you watching today, or those of you that watch later on, thank you so much for joining us. Let us know what you think. Um, we would love to hear your comments. We will be checking back in later on to, uh, you know, on social media to, to answer all of your questions. And uh, of course, if you are a podcast listener, this will be airing next week on, on Thursday or, you know, every other week podcast day. And uh, we'd love for it for you to listen in there. Give us a review. Um, and by all means, if you love what we're doing here, please subscribe to our channel so you won't miss anything. And that's, that's a wrap, I think. Right, girls? <laughs> It is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Val, stay on. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.